that's why I think the Amazon opportunity is so great is because of their, their low shipping costs. You get to be in front of their audience and get the shipping covered and all of that logistic basically off of your plate. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, I'm excited to dive into a topic that I didn't know anything about before today. Jenny Becht is an expert at selling her pet products through her brand, Fido Fizzies, on Amazon. She took the time to share insider tips about how she got started as an Amazon seller and what it takes to keep her business running smoothly. It turns out you don't have to be a big, bad, corporate, mass-produced brand to be successful on Amazon. Jenny really opened my eyes to a whole world of possibilities, and I love her attitude about looking at situations as opportunities rather than competitions. Have you ever considered selling your pet product on Amazon? Maybe this interview will inspire you to do so. When the episode ends, please come over to the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group and let me know what you think. After talking to Jenny, I really want to try this out in 2021 for my own brand, and I would love to share with you what I learned along the way. Make sure that you're a part of the Facebook group to be included in the conversation. Just search Facebook for Wear Wag Repeat Labs. Jenny Becht founded Fido Fizzies three years ago with a love for business, bath bombs, and dogs. A dog mom of two plus two human kids of her own, she wanted to create a business that gave her the ability to stay home and spend more time with all of her kiddos. With a large part of their sales channel being Amazon, she has been through many of the processes to be an approved Amazon seller in the pet area and launched a variety of new products while navigating through all the challenging details. With experience selling handmade products, as well as globally sourcing dozens of products, she has gone through product creation to launch and has an interesting mix of knowledge about how you can get started selling your own pet products. Hey, Jenny. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here and um, learn all about what you're doing with Fido Fizzies. I am so excited to be here and thank you so much for inviting me. So tell us how you got started and um, how how you came up with the idea to combine your love of bath bombs and dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. About uh, three, it was a little over three years now, um, I met my now husband and he was uh, an Amazon seller that sold just kind of really odd um, products like uh, expandable hoses was his biggest selling product. And there's months like he sold uh, like, thousands of them. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So he kind of talked to me about how Amazon works because obviously I only knew how to shop there. And we just talked about like creative ideas, um, you know, to get a business started. That would be something that I would be really passionate about. I was working full time at the uh, at that time. And 
you know, I absolutely have loved bath bombs since I was little. Like I've, I have to take a bath every night and <laughs> I love going to, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Lush, but it's just this amazing bath bomb store. Oh, yes. Yes. And I have two, um, cute little dogs right now that are, that are small, but like still baths just don't smell good, even when they're only six pounds and 10 pounds. So I, I just came up with this idea and found that nobody was selling them commercially. And so I came home from work one day and on my lunch hour, I built this whole PowerPoint of um, these ideas for different uh, versions of bath bombs, like one with lavender that will help a dog's anxiety, one with oatmeal so that their skin would, um, you know, get that nice soothing um, feeling from the oatmeal. And I just, I came home and it was like, I presented my, my now husband this, this big PowerPoint with my idea. And then I just kind of started running with it. And, uh, when, uh, we have a, he's about 20 months now, um, year old son. And we decided to really just have me step back and focus more on that business. And so I quit my full-time job so that I could really dive into trying to make this, um, business something, uh, for our, for us to really have something in the future. So, and I, I just absolutely love, uh, like taking, uh, all the excess, you know, bath bombs that, that might not be our quality, uh, that we want to, to send out. Like maybe there's just, it's just not perfect. And so now my kids get bath bombs all the time too, which is super <laughs> funny because they'll want to put like 10 in a bathtub at once. And so that's, <laughs> it, it's, it's super fun. I just love it. That is so cool. Um, I love that that your husband kind of like convinced you. He, it sounds like he kind of inspired this like entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spark a little bit. Um, and then with the possibility of Amazon, I've never even considered selling on Amazon. So, you know, I guess you kind of came from it with that, with the Amazon idea, like first, like you knew you were going to sell on Amazon. Um, so I guess you didn't really like, go to Amazon after having your own website or something like that. But, you know, like what, what should someone consider if they're, you know, if they're maybe like me and have never even thought about selling on Amazon before, like what are the the perks of doing that? Well, what's really great about selling on Amazon is for one, the shipping, you know, it, when you're selling a product um, and having to ship all of these things out, like if you send one big shipment in to be uh, in Amazon, in Amazon Prime, all of our products are what they called uh, FBA. So they're fulfilled by Amazon. Oh. There are some sellers that are FBM, which is fulfilled by merchant. But I don't know about you, whenever I'm on Amazon, I... And of course, you know, you want something as soon as possible. I always search for um, Amazon Prime purchases. And so with that, um, you know, it just simplified it because they have a huge audience. They have um, the ability to ship things out very inexpensively, inexpensive compared to what shipping, you know, costs for a, for a, a regular business because of their volume. So... Mm-hmm. When we, we look at, you know, the cost of acquiring a customer to our website, um, you know, the shipping and, you know, just all the logistics with that, it, it really seemed simple, but difficult at the same time to just have Amazon as one of our prime selling, um, uh, sources. Right. So just to like be really clear, you send 
a huge like yeah. palette of well, products. We send in um shipments. And so okay. depending, you can do it two different ways. You can send in um a big, huge palette. You definitely could. And my husband actually did that several times. Um, but we send in like case packs. So we'll, we'll make a case pack of 25 of our eight pack, um, you know, bath bomb set. And then when you go in to enter that shipment, it then tells you where to ship that. Um, our closest hub that it usually has us send to is in Joliet, uh, Illinois. And then when it gets there, because obviously they want to keep product as close to their customer as possible. So they then, through their whole internal distribution channel, will take like three uh, bath bomb, eight packs, and they'll send it down to Texas. So that if a customer in Texas orders it, they're going to be able to get it faster. So they they distribute your case pack across the U.S., to make it as efficient for their internal logistics to be able to send that out um, to their customers. Does that, that's, does that make sense? Yeah, that's so interesting. Okay. So you, so you send them um, the case pack yep. um, before you even know how many orders you have or where they're coming from or anything like that. And then Amazon figures all that out for you. Amazon will take your case pack and distribute it where they think they, it needs to be. Um, because they, you know, they have so many forecasting tools. Yeah. Based off all their data of like where crazy people are buying stuff. amount yeah. of data. And, uh, they actually will even suggest when you go in to make a shipment based on how your item is selling, how many you should be, you know, loading into their system or sending in how many case packs, how many units. Um, you know, they, they can even forecast what you're going to be selling. So what's great about that is you want to make sure you're not running out of stock because once you run out of stock on Amazon, um, it really hurts your listing um, from showing up and uh, nobody wants to hurt their listing. So we make sure that if we only have a couple left in inventory, because I mean, just on Black Friday, we had somebody go in and order 11 of our eight packs. Wow. And so... I'm guessing that they have lots of dog friends and they're giving them out as Christmas presents. But, you know, that was a good chunk of inventory. So right now I'm going and already planning. We're going to have to go replenish because now, you know, with Black Friday sales, we are down like 25 units. So we want to make sure that we're not going to run out because that just really hurts the algorithms um, of your inventory showing up. So interesting. Um Okay, so like another thing I wanted to ask you about is that on Amazon, like most of us think, I think that we have like a, a vision of, of Amazon products are from like big companies and, you know, big bulk things, but you actually are hand making these bath bombs yourself. So, yes. there, yeah. So is there like a, like a handmade There like, is a section? handmade section. Okay. Um, but because we're, commercially producing them in large quantities, even though they're a handmade item, we sell them um, the regular conventional way. Okay. Um, As if you were like a big company. Yeah. As if we were, well, I like to think of myself as a big company. I mean, yeah. You didn't (laughs) Um, mean it that way. Oh, I know. Um, I mean, you don't don't have like a huge facility with a hundred. Yeah, we don't. No. um, Which you don't need to. You know, a lot of uh, Amazon sellers, I think, are are people that basically they've just uh, found niche products. Um, there's actually what's super interesting is people have developed tools 
to help you better, um, you know, forecast what your opportunity is on a product. So uh, we've been recently looking at different um, products. We're launching a um, phyto fragrance line of products, which are going to be essential oils that either are going to be like a, uh, on a hanging on your dog's collar or mm-hmm. hanging on your personal keychain. And we can go in and look and see if there's anything remotely similar to that, how much they're selling in a month and what their Amazon fees look like on a, on a, a per unit basis. And so you get a good idea. This product has a market that would be something to look at. Um, we, I was looking on uh, Alibaba, which is where I've sourced a lot of our new products that we're selling in our our fizzy fun packs, which are these gift packs that have, you know, something your dog can wear, something um, that your dog can play with, and then a set of our bath bombs. And so I sourced this something they can wear and something they can play with um, through China, through Alibaba. And so I was looking and there was this kind of a, a brain uh, toy for your dog that was like this little cup of ramen noodles that you you actually hid treats in all these little pieces in there and they kind of dig out the treats. And so I was like, this is an interesting product to me. And so we went and looked and they're selling like 180 units a month uh, of that product. And so there was another seller that's already selling it. And, but it was just interesting to be able to see, like, here's a product that I thought was something cool that, you know, I know that our dogs would love to play with and to see what the opportunity is out there or even on a similar product. Because then we went and looked at what are other brain, um, brain game kind of toys and what, what are they selling on a monthly basis? So there's, there's lots of tools that kind of help set you up for success, uh, on forecasting what is your, um, opportunity. And is that within like your Amazon seller dashboard? No, that is an outside product um, okay. that we we purchase. There's there's several of them out there. We use Jungle Scout, uh, which is something that um, they must somehow have like a, a integration with Amazon because they're getting that data um, somehow of what the sales are, what their approximate fees are. Uh, and that's something I'd love to talk about is what are fees to sell yeah, on Amazon? Yeah, let's talk about the fees because um, that's always like a, a hidden thing that I think when people are first considering starting a side hustle or a business, they don't always realize <laughs> how many fees are associated with everything. So let's talk about that. Yeah, it, what what's interesting is it, the fees are based on not only the price that you're selling it for, but your shipping costs as well. So like I mentioned before, their shipping costs are amazingly low compared to what um, the typical business can sell, send out conventionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, they look at the size of your item in the end packaging. So we go and I, I, I'm guess, guessing that you've gotten um, things before that maybe came to you that weren't in the greatest shape when they arrive to you because maybe they weren't packaged great. Uh, we make sure that we are wrapping our, our bath bombs because they are, you know, somewhat fragile if somebody chucks it across a, uh, a warehouse floor. Uh, so we, we wrap the uh, bubble wrap, then we actually put them in a bubble mailer. And so our end product, even though it was, 
you know, uh, let's just say four inches by nine inches. Now we're putting it in a bigger envelope. And so we take that size of our end packaging that's going into Amazon and put that in their system, what we're planning on selling it for. And then they tell you what that fee is going to be. So for example, our bath bombs, um, we're selling them for $24.97 and our fee is around $9. Oh, wow. Uh, that includes the, you know, shipping of that product. So if, if we look at it as if we were going to mail that from here, that if we did it in flat rate, um, USPS flat rate, uh, that's about $7.55. So right. depending on the product, there's not a huge difference, um, of what that would cost for you to, to ship it. Cause most people have the expectation now or it seems like it's going in the direction of free shipping is just an expectation to get consumers to engage on your site. Um, I wish that wasn't true because shipping is expensive. Um, so that's why I think the Amazon opportunity is so great is because of their, their low shipping costs, you get to be in front of their audience and get the shipping covered and all of that logistic basically off of your plate. And so that like, for example, like that roughly $9 fee covers like the listing fee and the shipping fee uh, and the like storage fee? Yes, they're actually, it, it's broken in a couple ways. They're just taking a percentage of 15% um, of your selling price. So let's mm-hmm. just say you like change your price to be higher. Well, then what your they call your fee will go mm-hmm. up. Um, but if you lower it, your fee is going to go down. But that base uh, shipping fee, uh, them keeping it in their warehouse and all of mm-hmm. those other things are going to remain constant unless you change your packaging. Right, right. But that's like, I mean, that sounds like a lot, I think, at first glance. But then when you break it down into um, not just the postage, but also like the packing materials, mm-hmm. the boxes, the labels, labor. the printer, the la- the labor, the time it takes, like all this stuff. So it actually is, is a good deal. Yeah. It, I, and it, what's so interesting is sometimes I explain to people and they were like, I would just rather ship it out of my house. And I'm like, why? Like their, their shipping is so inexpensive comparatively. I mean, you do have to go in and find a box that is Mm -hmm. going to be, um, we try to have a box that's basically a constant size so that you can just have that same shipment going in all the time and it just makes the logistics of sending into Amazon um, a little bit easier. But mm-hmm. you also have to print a small label. It's called uh, an FSN SKU. So whenever you get your next Amazon package, there's a little white label that looks like their own SKU um, on that. That is something as a vendor that we put on and that's oh, okay. uh, specific to our product. And so that is something that we do print here. You can pay them to put the label on, but I think it's ridiculous. I'm like, we can just do it. It's not Because you're going to have to pack up the product in some way anyhow. Yeah. yeah we put them in the, the bubble mailers because we just want to protect them. Yes. Uh, I just think it's it's important because I you still want to provide an experience for that customer when they get your product um, delivered. And it might be with a couple different items, but if yours is in like 
Um, we usually use like a bright teal mailer that complements our colors of our branding. And, you know, it really kind of jumps out when they, they get that. They're like, oh, this is pretty. I wonder what it is. And then they open it and they find our bath bomb. So um, you still want to provide an experience. I know a lot of, um, you know, handmade sellers, they they just they package it and it looks kind of handmade. We want ours to look as commercial as possible. Uh, yeah. And so we've also had packaging designed um, to kind of support that. So I sourced in China again um, some, I think it's beautiful packaging that has like a little clear sleeve that slides on that has our logo um, on it. And uh, that's a really kind of an interesting process to go through to design packaging, which in the end, I think it, it makes your product just look more polished than getting some, you know, something from Uline and uh, throwing it in a Uline box, which seems like a lot of smaller um, home handmade businesses use. Yeah, definitely the custom packaging. Even if you are a small, a very small micro business, you can still do some kind of like custom, a custom printed box or a custom printed envelope. And it, it does make a huge impact, I think. Yeah, for our new fizzy fun packs that we um, launched for this holiday season, I did use a, a domestic um, to the US source called Next Day Flyers. And you can actually go on their website and you can build um, a beautiful box with, you know, uploading your logo into it. You can add different pictures. Uh, and it was super easy to do. And I think it only was like around 2.30 for a pretty big box for us to pack all of the items in. Um, but smaller items, our new uh, Fido fragrances, they were about a four by three box and they were only like a dollar thirty. So for custom packaging that's pretty affordable and it just really makes your business stand out when that customer gets your the end product. Yeah, really awesome. Do you ever discover a fabulous new tool to run your business and wonder why you didn't know about it sooner? That used to happen to me all the time. Luckily, through this podcast, I've asked over a hundred women what their favorite tools, apps, and resources are to run their pet industry businesses. I put their recommendations in one place, and I'm so happy that I can share that list with you. Discover over 150 apps, tools, and even the best squeaker to get the perfect doggy photo. It's all in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. The guide is totally free. Just go to wearwagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get your paws on it. Um, okay, but next thing I want to ask you about Amazon is that, you know, one of one of the things that I hear from people a lot is that um, once you list your thing on Amazon, someone's going to copy it and this and that. And like, that's a major thing that people are afraid of. Yeah, they call so, it hijackers. They hijack oh, your listing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, how do you deal with that? And is that like a real thing to be scared of? It is of? a real, well, I try not to be scared of anything, but you know, it's something <laughs> that we've actually had to address. We went and had our, our name trademark. Um, but we had another, uh, Amazon seller was grabbing our pictures from our listing and they were basically saying that we can make this product with the trays that they were uh, selling. Um, so we had to 
kindly ask them to, to remove it. But also in um, China, I've been on Alibaba for, and they, there are some of the, um, the companies over there that sell bath bombs, like maybe conventional. Um, and mm-hmm. that factory stole our pictures and basically said that they were selling, uh, the ability to make our bath bombs. They had every one of our pictures listed on their page. And so we had to politely ask them to um, remove it. Uh, then right after they removed it, another company did it. So you do run into those, you know, things that people want to. Um, How do you find that they've copied you? Like, do you just have I, to keep I went looking? And, I went in and put dog bath bombs in the search. Okay. And so that's how I discovered it multiple times. Uh, the molds I randomly came across because I, I was just looking at different uh, ideas for for molds and different shapes and things like that that might kind of um, go with. But one of the biggest things is you want to make sure that your product has some type of de- uh, deviation from the conventional. Like we are Phyto Fizzy's bath bombs. And so somebody, because we own the trademark, can't really hijack our listing very easily. But if you're ordering, let's just say that cute little ramen cup that I mentioned, mm-hmm. that's the brain game. Um, like that would be a very easy listing uh, to probably go in and hijack. Um, and a lot of times people that go in and try and, and kind of undercut based on price and things like that, um, a lot of them are companies from China that uh, will send in big batches directly from China into Amazon. And um, my husband actually did deal with somebody uh, went and he was selling like a crazy amount of hoses in a month and another seller came in and hijacked his listing and basically shut it down for in the middle of hose season two, which was not the greatest, but it happened and, you know, you just kind of have to deal with it. And you can definitely reach out to Amazon and and try, depending on the circumstances, of course. Um, if somebody's just coming in and selling the same product cheaper, they're, they're going to probably be pushed to the forefront as the... Um, the number one seller of that product. Uh, you, you have you seen when somebody says like the price on an item is twenty four ninety seven, but there's six other sellers that you yes. can click on. So that's where that competition and the ability to kind of get in there and um, you know just offer that lower price uh, really comes comes forward. Yeah, but it's like not really. That's just somebody who just wants to sell a bunch of stuff for the cheapest price and they're not really building a brand. They're not. not, No, not at all. Yeah. And that's why I think like um, your your puppy breath candle, that is a very unique, like, especially if you had puppy breath candle trademarked or the wear wig repeat trademark, then that person would have a really hard time duplicating and selling that product. So that's why it's always great to just have a little spin on that product to make it different enough that somebody would have a really hard time copying it, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. You just have to kind of put your own twist on everything. Yeah. When you see the generic things, somebody's not putting their branding on it, not putting, um, you know, their additional spin on what that product would be. Uh, like our fizzy fun packs, those items are items that another seller could buy in China and try and resell them, but they can't sell them as a set with Phytophysis bath bombs like we can. Right, right. 
which I think is, yeah. is great. Um, and another thing that I'd, I'd love to talk about too, cause this is something that I also think people have a little bit of, uh, challenging, uh, times with Amazon is a lot of times they're, they're like Oz in, in the tower and <laughs> it's computers that are looking at listings and controlling listings. And so we many times have had our product, um, all of a sudden flagged hazmat by Amazon and oh. it, it removes your listing when, when that happens. So because of the ingredients or something, it's random. They all of a sudden look at something. It doesn't look conventional or something's a little bit off. Uh, you know, maybe even the word like sodium bicarbonate right. flags them. You, you don't ever know because they don't tell you. And so then you have to go through a process of showing them that you are not selling a hazard, uh, hazardous material. Mm -hmm. And so we've actually probably gone through that at least a half a dozen times. And it just happened a month ago again. Uh, and so we had to go through and make uh, a material data sheet and, and provide it to them. And basically you kind of argue your case that, Hey, we're, we're not, um, selling a hazardous material. So please look at this. And then it goes through a review process that takes four days. So you, you just got to be a little resilient as well and not let something kind of stand in your way. You just got to, just like anything in business, just push forward and really try to get it resolved as soon as possible. Uh, another thing we recently ran into with launching our new fizzy fun packs was, um, being approved. We were approved in pet care, but this went beyond pet care products. Yes. So we had to be approved to basically sell in pet supplies on a more generic basis and oh. instead of just specified down. So we found that out right when we uploaded our listing. It basically told us that you need to be approved to sell in you this category. You can't sell right away. You have to yeah. wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't even let you send in a shipment of the items until you're approved. Wow. So it sounds like you do have to kind of stay on top of it. It's not like passive income by any means. <laughs> no, but once you send, like once you got your approval and for that category to be, you know, selling your product in and then, you know, once um, you get your listing set up with, you know, your pictures, they do have picture guidelines. They want to make sure that you have a nice white background photo for right. your first photo with no watermarks uh, on the photo. And right. it's very consistent. On yeah, Amazon. it's very consistent. You can tell when you're looking at it, um, that everything they mm -hmm. have, a, they have a brand standard um, of what their photo should look like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once that's done, and you've sent your shipment in, I have an Amazon seller app on my phone that I can check. I get notified every time an item is shipped out, which is kind of like you do the little happy dance every time you get that email. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, so once that happens, you'll usually get notified if something is marked, like all of a sudden it's flagged for hazmat or, you know, something yeah. along that line. So you get notified, but I go and check the listing every day just because I want to make sure that it's, you know, up and everything's correct. And, you know, that takes just a couple minutes a day. It's, it's really easy after you go through the initial um, kind of hurdle. Yeah, that's so interesting. And and speaking of like getting flagged, um, I recently Facebook kind of changed their integration with Shopify and, and shoppable products. Um, and so I had to like resync my product catalog and mm. it, it flagged a bunch of my products as 
selling animals. <laughs> and I, so I had, I had to appeal it and I was like, I'm not selling any animals. These are just products for people who love animals. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it, it's because you're right. It's just like computers just comb through and they look for words. And yep. I guess I have the word dog written about 87,000 times. <laughs> so they thought you were like shipping puppies. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> But it does, it just took a couple of days to appeal it and now it's fine. Yeah. And that's what you basically need to do. You do get to a point that you're working with an actual human trying to resolve your case. And then you just kind of have to make that little plea to them. Like, look at, does this make sense? Like that it's getting flagged. You know, you look at all these um, different things that are ingredients in there, like none of these are, are something that's out of the ordinary. And, right. you know, you just make your case. And uh, they also want a close friend of my husband's um, sells uh, different like gun scopes and things like that. And he actually got his, his listing shut down because uh, a bunch of Chinese companies went and did reviews in one day, like, like 50 oh. of them. And they thought some fraud was going on with reviews. And so his listing was shut down. Um, so th- there's always just weird cases like that weird random things can happen. But overall, like we haven't had that issue and we only had the hazmat and then getting approved in the pet category issue, which thank goodness I just have a very technical husband and he helps kind of navigate through those. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy. Well, uh, I hope everyone who's listening is inspired to look into this and check it out because it sounds like an amazing way to really scale your business and scale your revenue. Um, so Jenny, tell everyone where, where can they go and like see Fido Fizzies and, um, and order some too. Yeah. So, uh, obviously we're on Amazon. Um, we also <laughs> have an Etsy store and then our website. So it's, um, phytophysies.com and then we're on social all, the different platforms at uh, Phytophysies uh, as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge about this with us. This is something I don't know anything about. <laughs> I know. It sounds like a lot, but it really is is so simple. And one, one last thing that, that really kind of helped uh, when my husband launched is there's Amazon seller groups in mm. most markets. And so you can, uh, you know, join a lot of groups that obviously are probably virtual right now. And then you have this peer group that everybody's kind of navigating the, the system and looking at all the different, um, you know, ways to kind of promote their products and get their products seen because you, you also can pay to play on Amazon and, and buy just like you can do with Google and do Google AdWords, Amazon has that whole program as well. So there's just a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Well, I like how you look at it as opportunity and not competition. (laughs) Yes. Well, everything, you've got to be smarter than your competition sometimes, especially in a highly competitive um, space. And that's why just getting education is is so important. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. Um, Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I really appreciate it. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. 
Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.